it's like, oh, I can add a bit more lighting here and just upgrade the sound here. And yeah, I mean, in 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 media work, the suggestion always goes lights, audio, then camera. That's usually the general yeah. rule. Lights are pretty cheap. Uh, you can get them for about 50 BD. Yeah, yeah, I've, I've found some really good uh, places. Now it's just about studying the room and just like understanding, understanding how. And, and seeing what is best optimized in terms of setup. Well, yeah, I mean, f with with the room, lights are usually a lot easier because all you really need is a ca is a is a key light, a backlight, and a fill light. Yeah, and and that'll give you a nice like like sh shadow on yeah, the back of the head. Exactly. Um, and it'll, it usually, I mean, it depends on how cinematog how cinematic. What's the word, Dan? Cinema, no, cinema, cinematic, no, cinema. Cinematic. Cinematic. Thank you. Yeah. You want because if if you do a traditional style, you want to film from the dark side of the face. Yeah, yeah. And if if you do like TV work and stuff like that, then you want it's like bright, bright all yeah, across yeah. your face. So it all depends. It, I'm still finding my balance or style, I guess, in terms of video making. Mm. Um, yeah, same goes with with photographs. I do enjoy taking photographs, but. I wouldn't dare call myself a photographer. Come on, everyone's a photographer. No, Habibi. I wouldn't dare my, call myself because I know photographers, so, and I'm okay. I just manage to take a decent picture from time to time, but I wouldn't say I'm a photographer because I don't know everything that really good photographers know. Okay, but it's just something I like to practice and play around with. La, so, Habibi, I wouldn't say that. That's the thing. I I, I respect the craft too sure. much. For me to just kind of get in there and say like, I'm kind of the, on the same level as you. Okay. I'm not though. But that, that's that we're not saying that. You could still yeah, call yeah, yourself yeah. a photographer without being like amateur I'm, I'm or somebody. Hey, that's fine. Yeah. You know what the difference between an amateur and a photographer is? What? If they're getting paid. That's, that's the yeah. only difference. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd go so far as calling it a hobby. It's okay. just something I like to play around with. Do you like doing uh, landscaping, portraits? No, honestly, just more of documenting what i see i guess you'd call it street photography maybe oh, just walking okay. around and just like taking pictures of stuff me and you are very similar in this yeah? because i love street photography nice uh whenever i'm in london i, I carry my sony with me and uh, i have a very long lens which is about 70 to 200 oh wow which allows me to to like really snipe people snipe people where they're <laughs> because it's so candid because people don't see they don't you expect, yeah. they don't expect it and you get these very beautiful shots of people just living their lives and without right, yeah. like you them noticing There's no you. interference. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's sort of like it's sort of like taking pictures of animals, I think. <laughs> I, yeah, to some degree, yeah. Yeah. Cuz everyone's in their own world and uh, you can just take your time. Exactly, exactly. So that kind of goes hand in hand I guess with the with the videography, trying to just make videos and just develop mm. something new. Cuz most of my work is in 3D, so I want to kind of appear outside of the 3D digital landscape. or 3D landscape a little more just so that there is a bit of balance like my creations and what I do as well like me so, so give me so give me some feedback on this so you you do you do the 3D is this mostly work for in what's in what scope more for toys more for businesses more for personal use it honestly is hard to define because my business is personal like I work on our own studio like me and my partners mm. um and then it comes down to the toys and then it comes down to like just personal art artistic explorations so it's kind of all in one category i suppose but yeah it, it's it's personal it's um for um, business 
and it's also just for like I guess creative expression, so okay. to speak. So, what what would be an ideal client for you? Would that be someone who's looking to get a toy done for a show or for a set or for a wedding or, or? Um, honestly, right now I'm, it's it's I'm still kind of in that defining phase. Like from mm. the beginning, I was just making toys for myself, mm. just thinking of stuff and just making them. And then uh, I started to think, well, maybe if I wanted to go like super corporate and just do like mascots for people, but that's not something I saw myself doing. Like I imagined myself getting paid very little and then spending weeks or maybe even a months just kind of going back and forth. And that's not something I wanted to do. Um, I've mostly p started to pair with creative brands and artists uh, who wanted to kind of explore these new avenues of it. Um, I guess showing their content or showing their works uh, in some in, in some manner that's not really explored or um, known of here. Uh, when it comes down, I guess, to the toy industry, we're very consumer oriented. We just like buy Ninja Turtles and and Barbie and and stuff like that. But we definitely we never 90s thought kids. of you're definitely make... a '90s kid. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't say he man. You went straight to Ninja Turtles and Power Rangers. <laughs> yeah, Ninja Turtles, Power Rangers, all these kind of stuff. Yani Batman, this comic stuff, uh, even Lego. And we're just used to buying. We just we never thought of just making so. One day I just said, let me try. <laughs> and I just did it. Uh, it, w it was tough. It w there was a bit of a learning curve. Um, not from the 3D or designing side, because that's a skill I've been developing for nearly 10 years now. More of into, I guess, the challenge. The challenge was in bringing it to life. The delivery. The delivery. That's uh, like finishing a project in like a physical sense and sick being able to call it like a finished product that's challenging man and uh, how did you find the yeah i mean you must have either contacted factories in china or vietnam yeah to, to manufacture the yeah, 3d yeah. model for you right yeah because originally i was doing them myself with like a 3d printer i had whoa at home. okay um but that was taking too much time so i just had to optimize things because i can't just charge whatever i was charging for them uh in the middle of a really busy work day and then just think about, oh, when am I going to actually make this for them? So uh, manufacturing and going into like bulk production or I, I wouldn't say bulk, but just mass manufacturing, but on a smaller scale is an investment I had to make, um, both in terms of learning a new skill and understanding how all of that works and how, like the, the, the production and manufacturing side of things work. And at the same time, it's like I'm buying my time back. Because I remember in the beginning when I was making them by hand, uh, the Hamur toy, I, I, I decided to make five in one go um, just so that I can kind of sell uh, or just announce that I have like five ready right now. You don't have to wait the usual time. Get it while you can. And that took about maybe a month and a half to make. Wow. It took so much time. And so I hated every minute of it. How much are you charging them per piece? 150, 200? Yeah, like it's, it's around 165. 165, yeah. And at the time, it was in peak COVID, so I had nothing better to do. I was fine sure. with doing that. But then I started to realize, like, once we get out of this, I can't keep doing this. Absolutely. Things are going to pick up. So when I decided to do those five pieces, that's the turning point where, like, even if it's going to cost me money in the beginning, I'm paying out of my own pocket, investing in my own ideas. Mm. I don't mind if it's going to buy me time long term because that at the end of that month and a half 
I'd go to sleep and just dream of actually painting them just because of how much I wanted to finish. Mm. And, and, and sleeping time was, uh, sleeping was just basically a waste of time at that point. So uh, looking into mass manufacturing, learning all that, uh, learning the ropes, um, as you'd say, uh, reaching out to different people, um, getting the product to you, um, all the hurdles and issues you kind of face in between, um, all the way from communication, um, um, I guess uh, production quality as well, um, trying to finalize delivery as well and like, just like streamlining the whole process. That just took a while, but thank thankfully it, it took uh, it took some getting used to, but thankfully I, I got to a place where things are like really nice and optimized. Uh, as soon as I sign on a client, um, I know the structure and I can put them at ease and say that this is gonna be this way and for example, the design is gonna take this long with some back and forths. And then when we step into the second phase, which is production, this is gonna happen, this is gonna happen, and the, like expect it, that it's gonna take this long, because um, that's normal. Don't expect things to happen like in one, in one month. So I guess keeping up with that clarity and, um, and uh, just really knowing your system okay. puts them at ease uh, and, and puts you at ease as well, because you know what you're doing at the end of the day. So it's up to you to kind of lead and steer and then just deliver something that like they can be proud of and as well as you. So how does the process start? Do you, let's, let's take it to step one. Do, do companies reach out to you mostly or do you reach out to firms and be like, hey, you know what, we produce these products or? Right now, so far, it's mostly been people reaching out to me. Okay. I've tried meet, I tried myself making connections, but um, I guess I'm, maybe still not at the level they'd hope for uh, someone to kind of, uh, well, let me phrase this, phrase it this way. Uh, I'm not at that level myself as well for me to go and like reach out to these big, big IBAN or whatever their companies are. Called. I have people in mind, but at the same time I say, I talk to myself and say, if, if I approached me right now and I'm in their position collaborating with all these huge people that you look up to, um, would they actually look twice and say, yeah, let's do it? I don't think so right now. So I'm kind of approaching things step by step. I'm going to more realistic targets right now. Although I have plans for, like I, I've, I've, I've done like a short-term plan and a long-term plan. Okay. So it's all about, um, it's all about building the, the kind of reputation bit by bit. So once it's up there and it's kind of standing on its own, then you can kind of like pu push even stronger. So but it, it's not the conventional method of like scaling up really fast and like trying to attack the big the big people. No, I'm trying to like take this like really slow, doing it almost boutique. Okay, that's when, well, that's yeah. exactly what I was going to ask. Do you do it haute couture? Of course, it's not couture because it's not Paris. But do you do you do you aim for a market where it's where it's low volume but very very high uh, uh, uniqueness and and scarcity? Or do you aim for a market where really you're you're looking at scale? Honestly, right now I'm I'm looking at scarcity. Scarcity, okay. yeah, scarcity, mostly because I just enjoy having something that's is 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 quite valuable to me uh, as someone who used to or still collects from time to time. So I just want to be doing that myself as well, and with the ideas I have in mind and the things I kind of create and think of. So that's the kind of 
route I wanted to take. So if I was going to do like super mass manufacturing, making like hundreds of thousands of, of units of many different varieties and this, and then just like go to the major retailers all over the place, that would have been a completely different strategy. And, and it's not something I wanted to do, honestly. Well, do you have a website that you sell your pieces from? Or? Yeah, I do. Uh, Dan, can you look it up? It's uh, gotoyo.com. Is it maybe in the link tree? Yeah, it's in the link tree, yeah. So for our audio listeners? Uh, it's www.gotoyo.com. G-O-T-O-Y-I-O.com. It's, uh, <laughs> no, hold on. There's an I-O at the end. So it's I-O. No, no. <laughs> Uh, wait, wait, go back, go back. So, so write, I'll, I'll spell it once more. G-O-T-O-Y-I-O. Yeah, yeah, dot com. It's just basically the same as the Insta yeah. name. Because someone apparently has toyo.com. Yeah, so I mean, I that I wouldn't like, be surprised go. if you had GoToyo. I was going to be like, what? Ooh, cute. Okay. Yeah. I've seen some of your toys. By the way, we can talk about NFTs as well because I believe I don't I don't trust NFTs, but I'm hoping you can you can sell me on them. It's a mixed bag, honestly. Um, can you go and shop? Let's let's check yeah. it out. I mean, the website is very functional. It's very good. Yeah, it do, it does the job, honestly. Yeah, I, I I like to fiddle around from time to time on it. I like the the uh, cracker monster. That's cute. Mm. Yeah, I've all sold out from that one, but that's something I I that's a design I decided to explore with. Um, using NFTs as well. So I just decided to play with physical toys and I mm. guess di digital toys and, and bridge them together. You, you need to, I mean, we can cut this part out in the, the, the video anyways, but you need to fix your listings. Oh yeah. Because the dot is prior to it. Mm. So that uh, I'm guessing you're using, not, not Wix, you're using Shopify. Uh, Shopify. Yeah. I had the same problem with one of my other firms. Um, the, the, you have to retype the number without with three decimals, I think, and that that's what fixed it. Oh, okay. So because right now you see it's yeah, 159 yeah, it's like yeah, and, it's and 80 fills. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that's the thing. Yeah. No, I'll, I'll have a look at that. Because when you it. press order on on a random one, let's put the Hamor one for example, Danny. Quick buy. Let's see what happens. Because I think the store's uh, currencies in dollars. Yeah. I didn't convert it into BD because just. Because the bottom is BD. Yeah, I th because it's location based. Oh, can you t can you change the location and see if that fixes it? To USD. Are you getting sales from from any international clients? Surprisingly, yes. Really? Uh, more than. More domestically. More more than GCC based. Really? Yeah, but out of the GCC, more more orders have gone to Kuwait than Bahrain and Saudi. Like I've shipped as far as the US and 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 the UK as well. That must have been a headache. No. Really? That was a very easy process? Yeah, easy. Just packages it up. Khalas? Yeah, you didn't yeah. have to deal with DHL and all this yeah. headache? Only at a certain point in time, um, I faced a bit of issue with Aramex going mm. for orders going to the US. They wanted, like, um, they wanted an ID copy from the customer and all of that. And the last thing a customer wants is just like another hurdle. More friction. More friction, yeah. Like, the last thing you want to do as well as... A, as, a, as someone who's selling, like, hey, sorry to bother you, just could you send me your ID? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's, there's no way, there's no, no way. No, people, people aren't comfortable with that. And I try <coughs> telling them, like, are you, guys, are you serious? 
why are you asking for that? You already have the name, you have the address. You can ask for that once you arrive yourself. It's better than me asking because you want it. Yeah. I, I don't want it. Also, he's your client, no? Exactly. I mean, if he's making the purchase with American Express, American Express is contacting you. You're barking up the wrong tree with that. Exactly. Um, but right now, I think that's kind of done and dusted. There's, they've stopped asking a long time ago. It's just happened like once or twice. And then other than that, I just look for another shipping alternative pay the extra fee out of my own pocket just to kind of remain professional and then have it sent easy mashallah mashallah i think it's a, i think it's great can you can you open the gilgamesh is that yeah. the correct Gil- pronunciation gilgamesh gilgamesh is the correct pronunciation yeah. uh, that's a one of one toy um, oh that's one on one so that's yeah. that's a, do you do you have it signed at the bottom um no but i can oh, okay <laughs> although this is going to be made to order this uh, is made to order i've okay. made only one prototype mm mm-hmm. mhm um, just to kind of create content and advertise, mm-hmm. but uh, then unfortunately it got destroyed. Uh-oh. So so now it has to be made to order. Yeah. Other, otherwise it was ready to buy. Um, but yeah, this is something I was uh, commissioned to do for the expo uh, in Dubai by the uh, um, the Bahrain uh, Culture Authority here. Mashallah, Habibi. So it was a fun experiment. Uh, but why Gelgamesh, if you don't mind me asking? Because they had a project or their brief was um, a cabinet of curiosities and they wanted to kind of explore. I'm the not you. Dan, thing. switch back to the. To the, oh. to the <laughs> they, they wanted to explore <coughs> the, um, the, the ancient Dilmanian civilization or the. Uh, I, uh, they, they, they also gave a preset of four right, stories. Right, yes, yes, because uh, Bahrain's uh, uh, old civilization was the... Yes, di- was, was the, uh, yes, yes, yes. So yes. they had four stories for the artist participating to pick from, and then I picked the one that I connected to with the most or saw the most potential with, and that's the one I explored, and it happened to be Gilgamesh. Because, because I remember now, because uh, um, I, I, most Bahrainis don't even know this, that in the Dilmun society, uh, Bahrain was 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 so they claim to be the heaven, the paradise, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it's never been confirmed. And uh, the Dilmun society went, I think, from from Bahrain all the way to almost Kuwait. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, maybe even as far as like uh, Iraq. I think Iraq as well. As well. I think it's a, like a regional yeah. place, and I uh, that's but there's not a lot of historians account on it from what I remember. Because the civilization was... Can you look up the Dilmun civilization, Danny? I think it's 5,000 years old? Yeah, and around 5,000 to 4,000. Because the first reference in history... 3,000 millennium. Yeah, sorry, 3,000. But there, the, the, here, the first reference to history is... Uh, Dilmun was conquered by the Middle Eastern Empire in 1365 uh, B.C. Can you scroll down, Danny? I remember reading an article that wasn't on the Wikipedia, but we'll go with Wikipedia for now. 2550 BC was its high, was, was, its, was its heyday. Yeah, so then it must have gone even further back. Mm, because it was part of the Mesopotamian yeah. uh, society. I have that statue, one of those like copperheads, bullheads. Oh yeah, yeah. That's oh. one of the most iconic ones. Yeah. So one people kind of connect to quickly. Yeah, see the Garden of Eden theory. Yeah. 
because I, I remember that that the the first accounts of the Delman society was 1,400 years ago, like something ridiculous like that. That's the, yeah. the first like like written piece that's that survived. Yeah, found it's circa 14 uh, millennium, 4,000 years ago. All right, go back to, to Gilgamesh. We're getting off track. Show me your NFTs. These NFTs were uh, part of a collaboration I did with uh, Bawa, uh, a gallery uh, based in Kuwait. Mm -hmm. This is we, very Kuwaiti. We, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you don't agree? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe you see something different. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, these, these four pieces were created as a part of uh, an NFT exploration um, with Gallery Bawa. And... Um, we did these in editions, so they're all editions of fives. Mm -hmm. And uh, I decided to kind of be quite playful and use the characters I've, I've made as toys and uh, create these compositions, I suppose, and try to keep things consistent in terms of like framing, but just play around with the different elements. You've got real skill. Thank you. You've got real skill. That, that's you. beautiful animation. Thank you so much. You need a little bit more work on your lights, lighting though. But other than yeah. that, it's it's really good. <laughs> Especially agree. that reverse rotation with the with the cookie going the opposite direction. Yeah, that took a bit of fiddling, fiddling around, around with it. Yeah. So what what's I don't know what's the current what's it's, I don't know what zero zero point one means. One hundred and thirty two dollars. That's yeah, zero point one Ethereum. Oh, it's Ethereum. Okay. Yeah, it comes up to one hundred and thirty two dollars at the current price. Price. Are you big into Are you big into crypto? Crypto, no, not so much. Um, mm. I, I, I appreciate it. I enjoy it. I have a bit myself, but not like too much to make me a millionaire overnight, mm -hmm. like you hear. But um, uh, it's it's definitely an interesting field. There are times where I actually prefer it over actual currency when dealing with like international transfers and stuff like that, with banks holding payments sometimes for weeks. Otherwise, with crypto, you just like boom, send, it's done. Mm -hmm. But um, I, I, I appreciate it, and, and honestly, it's, it's, it's a huge game changer. You can't really? really deny it. Yeah, you can't deny it. But crypto, maybe uh, not as much as the actual like, blockchain itself. That's, that's what's holding things up uh, in terms of like, arguments um, when it comes down to looking at the whole thing when packaged as well as NFTs. Because we've had f like almost 50 people on the show now. And a few of them have been crypto uh, fanboys. Some of them haven't. You're the first one who's who's ever made a good case for it. By the way, you're the first one what of all mean? the people. Are you serious? Absolutely. Most of them are just like circle jerks, where where they're just like hold. Like I, we had this one guy on who who's who's like hold and die. Yeah. And he's got like a whole WhatsApp group with his friends. Yeah. And they all like talk to themselves, be like, no, don't sell. It's gonna. Go. <laughs> like what the what yeah, are you no. doing with your time? People. It depends on how you choose to use your time, I suppose. If that works for you and you're making money out of it, then go for it. But they're not. You're just but holding hold, it. Hold, hold until you die is like the worst strategy ever. Thank you. Thank you. You have to be smart about it sometimes. Like, and that's something I learned as well, Making my, uh, holding until I thought I'd hold until I die. But then I said, you know what, this is not, not working. I just, it's, like, not, take, it's not viable. Take, take profits whenever I can, and that's it. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm with you 100%. I mean, especially in a volatility-induced uh, uh, market. Yeah. I, it, it's it's crazy to me. The guy was like telling to me like I can retire right now, and I was like, Then why don't you? Good. Invest do, in other stuff too. Do it. Yeah. Live on. Do other things. And he's like, Yeah, but it could go up. 
And I was like, what? But it could go down <laughs> just as much. If No, yeah. No, these people who just sit on uncertainty the whole time, that's just, it's unsustainable. I don't think that's a very smart move. Like, okay, you are smart enough to make that much, but just also use it wisely. But is it smart or is it just like blind luck? Depends. You think so? It depends. depends. Yeah, some people are really smart about it. Like they analyze and sit down and look at charts and read all about it and really monitor its progress and just like almost as if they're day trading. Mm. But the people who just like, oh, ride the wave, hold until I die, like you said. <laughs> I mean, that just doesn't work. It's Habibi, even Warren Buffett says he doesn't buy stocks, he buys companies, right? I mean, he, he because everything in the market is priced in. Yeah. So he doesn't try to play the market and game it. You're, you're buying performance at the end of the day. You're buying a reputation. Absolutely. So once you have that sorted and it's carrying itself, regardless of the hype, whether they hate it or not, it's still working. And there are people who, is just, who are putting in the time and effort to actually make sure it goes even better. So you're buying into the company or you're buying into the reputation. You're buying into kind of... The As dream. The, yeah. <laughs> you're not buying into hype. Buying into hype, you're just kind of putting yourself in a corner, easily going to get dropped by like whales dumping their... <laughs> their pump their, and dump. Their pump and dump, yeah. And then you're like sitting there say, saying, oh, what did I do to myself? I had this conversation with a guy and he was telling me, you know, there's like, he was like doing this whole speech and being like, oh, you have no idea. It's, it's so, the market is so much liquidity. There's so much opportunities of making cash. And he was like, here, you know, come join our, our gang. Uh, uh, we do pump and dump and stuff like that. And I'm like, dude, that's fraud. That's, that's, that's fraud. The, yeah. What you're talking about is market manipulation. It's, yeah, they're playing around with people's I, money. I, yeah. I, I mean, like, you can, you, can, you can dress it up as much as you want, but it, it happened with junk bonds or high-yield bonds, as people call it now. Yeah. Uh, sooner or later, the SEC will, will look at these things and they will take three to four of the biggest villains mm. villains the pump and dump schemes and they will slap them so hard that their head is going to twist exactly <laughs> that's just a question of when <laughs> yeah not it's if. just how long you last exactly it's just how long you last but if you think about it even in a regular day making good calls and just taking things really ethically aside from pump and dumps you're making money is other people losing it mm. so there's no reason to kind of accentuate that and amplify that even further by just being obnoxious about and making that your plan. Listen, I, I'm all for making money and I hate getting between a man and his food. That's fine to me. Yeah, but that's fine. My, my, prob yeah. my problem, exactly. My problem is when, when you're committing fraud, right? That's, <laughs> there's, when you, that's when a difference. When you're manipulating and doing it unethically and like kind of pushing people towards purposely losing money, then that's the problem. Like it's it's highly unethical. It, it, it's it's the same as if a CEO, right, is is because normally it depends on 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 which market you're operating. But normally you have to give a, a three month window. Mm. You have to tell the market, hey, you know, the CEO is selling X amounts of personal shares yeah. into the company, right? They have to, they have to make an announcement. Mm. Now it's totally unethical and it's downright fraudulent 
if the CEO waits 48 hours or, or 24 hours before his, his, his sale call is on, yeah. that he goes and then releases great news in order <laughs> to jump up the price of the, of the stock. Or if he's yeah. planning on purchasing, again, he has to normally give, give an announcement. Uh, to tell terrible news in order to yeah. to, to buy low. It's, I mean, it's great it, for the CEO. Though. It's great for the CEO, but it, it's it's again market manipulation. It's true. It, yeah. By the way, I, I uh, this part we probably have to cut out. But um, my my uncle had this crazy story. He was telling me he's they were going through a merger with a with a Saudi company and and um, and a U.S. company, large yeah. scale, really large scale. Like mm. we're talking hundreds of millions. And he was telling me that. Um, uh, the SEC obviously got involved because it was it was a larger merger, mm. and um, one of the board members. One of the board members was under investigation. Okay. And th of course they were concerned. They say, well, what's going to happen? Is the deal you know going to be stopped by the SEC? Is there going to yeah, be yeah. no more revisions or stuff like that? What happened? It turns out, and they, the the SEC came into the board meeting while everyone was present and explained the situation. One of the members of the board. He told his wife, saying like, hey, you know what, um, we're going through a merger, blah, blah, blah. Like just giving her an update of the day, right? Just normal conversation. Uh, the wife was cheating on him with a tennis instructor mm. and she was giving him financial advice. The tennis instructor. The tennis instructor oh. on, on, on when to purchase and when to sell. And then a tennis instructor was making a killing. The crazy thing about this, the SEC had voice like recordings from phone calls between not just him and his wife, but between the wife and uh, oh. uh, all, all like the yeah the whole the circle the, the whole circle yeah right and in and yeah and he wujik you're sitting there with, with twenty people and the SEC has to no your wife is cheating on you <laughs> yeah, crazy no yeah I mean I can't imagine honestly like it's it's it must be something that's Confusing, embarrassing. Khalas, you retire. Yeah, you're done. You're done. Yeah, you yeah, can't. Yeah, yeah. Kif, show what you would you can. You're the guy who who stopped it. You delayed a deal Get because of identity. his wife is yeah. <laughs> Khalas, you go to South America and you yeah, you, you find out. A farmer. Exactly. Yeah. I mean that's it's that's the worst. It's the worst. It's crazy. Yeah. My uncle told me he said the guy was just like his head was just What would you do realistically at that point? You can't do anything. You can't do anything. Exactly. You'll just be stuck. I can't. I'm not sure what to be more disappointed in. Exactly, right? And and because the S the the, the SEC was was you know as they are, they were being very cruel, and uh, they wanted to make sure that uh, uh, that that it wasn't just an open marriage or something like this, and yeah. that he really didn't know. So they they kind of they really pushed in on that wound. Really, really went deep in order to make sure. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> Because they claimed it was insider trading. So they are very hot when it comes to that I, kind of stuff. I could see their point, but maybe indirect insider trading. Exactly, right? Yeah. I mean, you, no one is dumb enough to do direct yeah. <laughs> insider trading. Exactly. But it's crazy. Yeah, my, my, my uncle was telling me, it was, he said like they literally had voice recordings. They had emails. They had the wow, whole thing crazy. going months back. Going months back. Yani, that does it when it happens. So. Yeah, yeah. That must have been huge then. He he's, he claims, again, we'll have to re remove this part. He claims that even conversations that they didn't have on the phone was recorded. How? It was through your phone. Oh. 
through your phone, and through your Alexa, just get access through to, that to your easily? well, if when you're talking about that kind of a league, it's a very different animal, right? Yeah, yeah. So. I, I keep telling, I keep telling um, uh, a cousin of mine. We 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 talked, um, we talk about business and stuff like that every now and then. Every time we have a crazy idea and what we can and can't do with it, and try to like imagine crazy stuff we'd do. But man, these these elites or the people on like crazy like billionaire status and above. They play on a completely different game. Untouchable. They, they play on a complete, completely different scale, and it's crazy. Like you can't do anything about it. Apple, You're nothing. Apple was recently in trouble because they, w- they were sending recordings from what they took from your phone into a, 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 hum- a, well, a human farm, as in like a data center, yeah. where people were listening in and then doing corrections. And they claimed, Apple, that they was accidentally triggered. <laughs> you're making too many mistakes. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. You're making too many mistakes. <laughs> Hundreds of thousands of recordings Oops. accidentally. Yeah. Whoops. Yeah, it just sorry. happened. Yeah. yeah. Excuse us. Sorry that we have a data center having no, people yeah. listening into the conversations. Exactly. It's crazy. Like you once it's it's crazy how once you reach a certain point, I feel like people would end up being the same or going down a, this the similar route where I feel like everyone after they reach a certain point, it's just completely unhealthy. Ba'ad, sah. You kind of go crazy. Absolutely. Because you can do anything you want. Absolutely. 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 Like, okay, it's great to have millions and enjoy your life and like secure the rest of your family for like generations. But at the same time, like there's a limit, I guess, where you, if you pass that, what's left? <laughs> What's left to do? <laughs> I agree, but th- this is the this is the crazy thing because I was reme- remember reading um, about some of the guys who who was caught with the Jeffrey Epstein mm. stuff, mm. and uh, they 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 said we we wanted we we wanted to be caught like recording because Jeffrey Epstein was doing all the recordings and he was getting those young girls in, and then those people like those billionaires and stuff like that would have sex with these like 14, 13 year old girls, and the reason he they said they they wanted to be marked was because then if you're in shit, one in shit. We're all together. We're this, together. Yeah, yeah, you have to protect me. Exactly. Yeah. So so people were actively ch- trying to get invited to go. Just, wow, that's crazy. Just to be part of that network. That's crazy, man. It's disgusting. Fekke. Yeah. Fekke. To that, yani daja. I'm telling you, you just, once you reach a certain limit, like after you, you break through that kind of soft ceiling, you go crazy. Danny, can you look it up? Uh, there's there's a picture of Jeffrey Epstein having a uh, uh, with with um, the Clinton. What's the what's the guy called again? I think I've heard of that. Although I don't really know Bill much Clinton. about this. Bill Clinton in a dress. Oh. So this is an artist rendition because supposedly uh, uh, Jeffrey made Bill wear a female dress and heels. And took a picture of it. That's crazy, man. And this is an artist rendition. You could basically make the president do that. Yeah, isn't that crazy to to think about? (laughs) It's it's crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I don't know much about all of this story. I've just heard bits and pieces here and there, but um, enough to kind of just get the the idea. The idea of it, yeah. But, Some uh, wild I'm stuff, man. I'm telling you, man, yeah. Once you reach a certain kind of level of wealth, you just go crazy. You just go nuts. I don't know how to... I think you get, like, so scared of people, like, taking away from you that yeah. you actively, like... like Just destroy your life. Just destroy your life, yeah. <laughs> I mean, for fuck's sake, like, like Jeff Epstein was, like, friends with Bill Gates, uh, Elon Musk, 
Um, yeah. Uh, he he hung out with Steve Jobs. It's like crazy. I mean, it's crazy how all of this has hap- has happened, and then people are like, "Don't worry about like, it." Yeah, that's no, fine. <laughs> we're, we're all good. Yeah. Yeah. Hang out with Donald Trump all the time. Don't worry about it. Don't worry yeah, about it. It's fine. There's nothing to look look yeah. at. It's it's. Yeah, dude. I don't know what to tell you. It's wild. Hmm. So you, do you not like this is one of the things that I worry about, is that when Twasal Daraja, both financially, oh, oh, mostly financially, what happens is that you lose your anonymity and your privacy. That's true. You Regardless, kind of almost become like a celebrity for having that wealth. Exactly. Yeah. And and it's crazy how quickly the media will try to push yeah. you down. Yeah. Look at look at uh, Joe Rogan. Mm. Like he he's been doing it for twenty years, doing a podcast, chilling, not like yeah, uh, he's, getting he's into been trouble. Pretty, yeah, laying low and just doing his thing. And then people yeah. have just been like for for three weeks almost just attack, attack, attack. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he pops up every now and then, but I haven't been like following him for years. But I I know who he is. I know what he does. I I've I've seen a couple of uh, bits and pieces of his podcast as well. And he, the guy's just doing his own thing. Habibi, he, he they tried to cancel him because he said uh, nigger. Thir- 20 years ago on on a podcast mm. and uh what w- what was the uh, but nobody like the the media really attacked him but no one talks about that he has a black daughter so I, yeah. it's very hard being exactly. racist I've, if I've, you have I've, a black I've, daughter I've, I've read about that and it's crazy like people i don't know cancel cancel culture is kind of strange man yeah it's, yeah, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's just taking the world by storm right now Did it's you? just the easiest reaction is to just Canceled someone. That's that's the crazy part about it, Habibi. It's so crazy, and and so let's we're getting away from 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 your business. Can we go back into Toyo, Danny? Mm-hmm. I'm kind of tired of seeing uh, seeing Bill. Can you open the marketplace? This is uh, keep in mind just one of the platforms I've uh, listed my work on. So uh, I've got plenty more on Foundation where you'd you'd have a. Okay, because this is this is not you. This is our other artists. No, this is, this is yeah the general yeah, yeah, marketplace. Yeah, yeah. The general marketplace. Okay. It's it's crazy how much quality has come into the art space or the the crypto art space. Yeah, I mean it's, it's incredible. It's really amazing. So where where do you feel where do you feel yourself moving towards? Do you want to go more into the toy direction or do you want to go more into the NFT world? I want to focus on toys more, like okay. physical Goods. pieces of works. Uh, Interesting. Even though I'm, a, I guess, 80% digital creator, I still enjoy working with my hands. I, I, I like making stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was in university, I was just always in the workshop mm-hmm. uh, making like wood models and stuff like that. And uh, it's just something I enjoy. I just enjoy making stuff with my hands. Well, have you ever thought about, can you go back to the toys, Danny? I don't like calling them toys. Mar- models, I think, is the correct terminology or action figures. I suppose collectibles would collectibles be Collectibles would yeah. be, yeah. Uh, because I think it degrades them just calling them toys, you know what I mean? Well, yeah. Um, although I, I've come to learn of the term when I first started that they, they call them designer toys or art toys, mm. where it's just kind of on a separate category and not just like Toys R Us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crab and go and that's it. Where it's a little more valuable. There's a more artistic kind of backing to it. Sure. And I think the the the, you, the words you choose to describe your product makes exactly. a huge difference exactly. in it's how people how you frame kind of brand them. yourself. Absolutely. Well, well, have you ever thought about taking your stylistic choice and then taking let's say some of the top icons of the industry, Elon Musk, Steve mm. Jobs, blah blah blah, doing a limited run set of five pieces or three pieces that you don't even sell, mm. 
you auction for a charity, you get that kind of inertia to you. Yeah, yeah, and it's, it's just building that momentum. The building that momentum. And the, better th and the best thing about it, it's very, very difficult to send you a cease and desist if you're not, if you're not making a profit from it, but from a charity. Yeah. Because no one wants to touch that. No one wants to like look like, hey, you know what? Yeah, We're trying to don't take money. Be good. Exactly. Don't be good. So, so our, just because of our identity. Exactly. So I think you, especially if you do like three pieces of Elon Musk. I've thought about that, but there's a thing. I just don't know if I want to do it though. Lay. I don't know. It's just not something I find because I know I'm gonna start it. It might. I might convince myself at the beginning, but then I'm just gonna get bored halfway through and stop. Like it, that has to excite me from A to Z. Okay. If it doesn't excite me from A to Z, I'm just gonna stop and start something new. And and trust me, I, I've I've done it. I've done it. Not this idea, but I've done stuff like that. Like, oh, that's gonna be fun. It's gonna get, like get me some traction. I started like, nah, I don't want to do this. I have something else I want to do. It's more fun, and I just do it. Well, you've got three pieces now. What's on the What's on the workshop right now? I've created a bunch of other characters to go along with like Karak, with like Halwa, and the others, the, the other ones you saw on the NFTs. Okay, look on the Instagram. Um, Maybe there's something there. But those I, I I wouldn't go ahead and call my call them finished products because mm -hmm. uh, I mostly focused on Hal, uh, Karak and Hamur. But I'm I'm working on other uh, designs. Um, Right now, I decided to kind of take a step back, mostly just to kind of focus on putting in the work, I suppose, and less selling. Mm -hmm. um, in the last year or so, I've just been focusing on just trying to get the, the work bought mm -hmm. uh, that I've stopped actually like creating. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's kind of taken a, a few steps, uh, taken me a few steps back because when I was just focusing on putting in the work, that's when everything was happening. But it's 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 almost paradoxical in a, in a way where where you try to do something and you just kind of push for that one thing, it just doesn't happen. But when you just let it flow, let it flow. Everything comes and more. So I just decided, you know what? Stop selling. That'll come later, whenever it does. Just do what you want to do and create and and just focus on the work. Do, just put in the work and everything will come. Have you thought about getting a business partner that does the focus and sales side for you? and really just pushes that envelope so you can concentrate on the creative side of things? I have, although I don't feel like it's something I want to uh, look into right now. I don't feel like that's something I, I'm ready to explore just yet. I feel like this is still at its infancy. Uh, I'm still kind of figuring out what I want to do with this and, and the, the, the bigger picture. I feel like once I an answer those questions between myself and I, then there I'll be able to take that kind of concise decision and and really push things forward. But right now it's more of the self-exploration phase of that brand or company. But Habibi, you know, and and who you are yom is not who you are tomorrow. That's also true. Sah? That's also true. And, well, and, and Habibi, the enemy of, of good is perfect. I'm not looking for perfect. I, I, I've beaten this lesson into myself a long time ago. So it's not, I'm not looking for perfection. I'm just looking for clarity right now. Mm. Um, plus, with all the other obligations and stuff I'm handling from a day-to-day -day basis, it's not something I can add on to my place right now. So once I have that clarity and I have that time freed up, then I'll be able to focus a lot more on that kind of thing and, and scaling. So the last thing I want is like putting too much effort into it right now and like growing it to the point that I can't handle, uh, at least personally uh, at the moment with all the, the like 
work family life um, balance I'm trying to trying to keep uh, it's been it's been intense but um, it's definitely in the plans although I don't want to force myself and hate it later well how, how do you divide your time at the moment so do you do you have a sucking job as well that you're working or do you full-time concentrate on this no I have a we have a company uh, we, we have a design studio called Shepherd Studio it's okay. me and my partner who's my cousin and a friend of ours okay uh, and also we have a partner uh, in, in the UK who we, who we met through um, through uni. Yeah, that's the, that's the page. So we focus on, oh, well, all of our backgrounds are in architecture, although we, we do, um, we do uh, work with uh, furniture design, product design, um, experiences and pavilions. So it's, it's, it, it really is, I suppose, trans transdisciplinary uh, mm -hmm. when, you, when you come down to it, um, but all kind of in the field of design. And that's pretty much our day job. And when I say day job, sometimes it bleeds, in, it bleeds into the rest of your day. Sometimes when you have like uh, a really heavy um, uh, mm. proposal or uh, working on a big project. But uh, aside from that, all of the artistic uh, efforts that I do on a personal level all happens afterwards. Um, like after we're done with work, whenever I have time on my hands. So, so who's, who's the main clientele for Shepherd's Studio, um, Shepherd Studio. It's sorry. it's mostly a mix of private and government, but we have worked with a lot of governmental entities here in Bahrain okay. as well as uh, in Saudi Arabia and uh, a few private clients in Dubai as well. I mean, I really like your design language. Thank you. Or your team's design language. I don't know who's who's in charge of it. It's a collective effort. It's it's, it's very nice. It's very very nice. I I wouldn't know how to categorize it, in in the right form formality. That's the thing, because we can't say architecture, we can't just say product, we can't just say furniture. You we, know what you remind me all. of? Uh, that German art studio, Bauhaus. Oh, yeah. You remind me very much of Bauhaus. Okay. That's interesting. That's yeah. interesting. You, you I, I've never heard someone make that. Uh, it's B-A-U. Yeah, Bauhaus. Yeah. And then images. I haven't seen anyone make that connection before so it's it's well i don't think a lot of people will 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 know who bauhaus is <laughs> <laughs> well a lot of people in in the, in the, in the industry in the, in the industry i suppose yeah, yeah. because uh, what 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 made me say bauhaus was if you go back to the instagram dan if you scroll up down a little bit down a little bit down a little bit that right there the, the, Bahrain the for red, circle, yeah. red circle and then with the furniture of the chair yeah. that clicked in my brain very much yeah we like to we like to play around with diagrams quite a lot mm. uh, you just kind of illustrate things sometimes a lot clearer than a, a render where mm. you can be quite ambiguous and get away with things how long did it take you to learn how to use white space correctly it's still a learning process right this this visual wasn't done by me uh it was done by my partner he he's the illustrator master okay i'm still a illustrator apprentice <laughs> i'm more into 3d because I, because i know how difficult it is to to correctly yeah. use white space it's yeah, no, so it's, it's, it's a challenge yeah yeah you just kind of have to force yourself to like let it be exactly don't you, fill it exactly and unless you, you need to and then you have to also make sure that that the it's it's pleasant enough for the eye without yeah. having so much yeah. information that yeah. you're. So it's all about balance. You have to kind of balance the different elements that you're 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 having a look at. Oh, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Let me take a break so we can have a cigarette. Tablochay.
No, I'm good. Just earn a thousand dollars one month, and next month you earn two thousand. You're not going to save one thousand dollars more. You're going to spend two thousand more, exactly. right? It's, it's very tempting. I mean, temptation can really play with your head, uh, especially when you're when you're growing as a business. This um, income always follows uh, uh, spending. Exactly. Always, exactly. always, always, always. Yeah, better spending follows income. Yeah, and Tigrid Gul, now we 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 are in a position where we're able to actually like. Uh, pay ourselves uh, slightly more and like really, I guess, improve our day-to-day lives. But we have no complaints. We're we're doing fine. We can wait for the extra. We're just putting in the work alhain. So there's nothing wrong about it. يعني, why pressure ourselves? Why put our company in a financial strain? ليش? يعني, we have ideas. Let's use that extra to make them happen. But don't you feel Ma'al Shepherd's side of the business, you would be further along in a place, say, Saudi or Dubai, where there's more financial possibilities? Of we, course, you work with a partner from the UK, so you do have an option for the yeah, Western we, market. Yeah, we, we started exploring another division uh, on that side. But uh, we do have regular pro- uh, projects and work in Dubai as well as uh, Riyadh at least once a year. Mm. That's recurring for the last three years or four years now. Mm. So... Um, we are present in those places. Yani we, would, we wouldn't say yani we're based in Bahrain, although we're like present pretty much all over the Khalij, I guess. مثلا, Oman mm. and Kuwait. I don't know, yeah. I, they, they've, they've got a lot going on there. <laughs> but maybe that's why they're not calling us just I, yet. I mean, it's, it's a difficult conversation to have. I mean, we had Jamil, the CEO from... He's one of the new CEOs from Kanu, was it, Danny? What, what was the company? Yeah, K-Soft. He's a, so it's a new branch from Canu, and uh, he came on the show and he was talking to us and saying, "Listen, uh, our headquarters are in Bahrain, but our business is in Riyadh." Yeah. You know, and and that's life. And the the headquarters they have here is you know a showroom basically. Yeah. But pretty much. What the real what the real business is happening yeah, is in Saudi. Yeah. Yeah. The bulk of the projects uh, that we do, uh, that carries weight, I suppose, is mostly in Riyadh. We're mm. there like for a month or so every year. Mm. And then we just come back and then we just play around. So people just like are always questioning, like, oh, are you only working in Bahrain? Is this what you do? Like, nah. <laughs> we spend a couple of months working on these heavy hitters, finish them, and then we just kind of explore what we want to, we, what we had on the shelf. And where do you have your, your firm listed? Do you have it listed in the US? Or no, Bahrain. Bahrain? Yeah. Allah. Okay. <laughs> Why? Because Bahrain, when it comes to legal system with firms and stuff like that, it's it's a disaster. We're not doing anything too complex. Though. It's not hagil complex, Habibi. This is the stuff we'll have to cut out anyways. But, مثلا, right, if if عندك مشكلة مع partner حقك, right, and you're you're going to the court, mm. المشكلة, it's a lot of nepotism. Oh, I got what you mean. Exactly. So yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of companies in Bahrain will will list it in the U.S. Just that they're covered. Yeah. So there's there's how, how do you go about doing that? Can you do it if you're not like based in the US? Yeah. Sorry? Yeah. Can you just open up a company in the yeah. US? Yeah. Even you don't if you're not there? Even if you're not there. You don't need to have an address. You don't here, Danny, can you type it in? There's there's plenty of firms that offer the service for you. Uh just a US company registration. And, and basically you'll have can a sigil tijari. Eh. But and no taxes. Really? Yeah. Wow. 
لان I've been I've I've had I've had طبعا يعني I don't include this of course بس uh, I've had ideas that I wanted to do like e-commerce sites as well and just like experiment بس كل مرة افتح لي سجل تجاري and like go through tap and all this bullshit لا 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 payment processors I was thinking يعني wouldn't it be easier if I can just open up a Uh, a company in the US and then just use like the native payments processors like Shopify Pay or Halashia that just work. Yes. They don't have to like uh, you can. take everything. You can. You can. You can set that. You can. You. There's plenty of services offering it for you to create LLCs in the US. You want to choose a place like Nevada, which yeah. has no income tax on 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 corporations. And uh, the only then after you create the LLC, in order to take payment services, yeah. uh, you will either have to work with with a payment company mm. that has a registration in the U.S., but they'll take then a fee from from the sales perspective, or you can set up an escrow account in the U.S., but you actually have to physically go there, or you have to hire a lawyer or agent to to, to do the paperwork. Like a notary and do it. And do it. So those are your your options. But it 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 always like this is my recommendation to any CEO, any person who comes on the show. It's mm. always. Get registered in a European or American company. Cover your bases. You know, make your life as easy as possible. Astaghfirullah. You don't know what happens. You don't want to be in shit. I got what you're coming so. from. But <coughs> opening this, opening this door has like sparked a bunch of ideas right now. they're actually a lot more realistic than I imagined. And here, opening something that has to do with purely online is just a headache, man. I, I cannot believe that you're able to take payments, by the way, uh, uh, on your website. I When you told me this, I couldn't believe yeah, it. Yeah, that was easy. I couldn't and believe I it. I basically opened up an account. Mm. Uh, sorry, I opened up a, a commercial registration, opened up a bank account with that يعني, CR, so like company account. Mm. And then I had to speak to like a processing, a payment processor. processor. And um, they handle all of that and they take like the 1% or like one point whatever. Uh, and then they send it to my account like once or twice a week. Because I, I spent three months looking for a payment processor who would be willing to work with with a com- with the geolocation asset. No, no, go ahead, go ahead, go with, ahead. With Bahrain. Yeah. And most of them were, were telling me, listen, we're not get, we're not interested unless uh, the money influx is over ten thousand dollars. No, no. I mean, in Bahrain, I'll I'll I'll, I'll mention one uh, a couple later. Um, I they're easy to set up. They're I think Kuwaiti based, or I think they're around the GCC. Mm. If not Kuwait, maybe Dubai. Mm. They're easy to set, they're hot, they're difficult to set up. They're annoying, mm. but once you set it up, it just works. And the the account I've created for the website, I've set up a long time ago. But ever since I've opened it, I've barely touched it. It just works. I mean, Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. But uh, setting up is annoying, man. I I can't imagine like okay, if I had an idea in mind, let's say I had an idea in mind and I wanted to experiment and open up a, a an online shop. And just sell a product, for example. To accept payments, I'd have to go open a CR. Or I have to go open a bank. Mm. By the time I do all of that, the idea is gone. خلاص. I don't care anymore. You spent two months I'm, just doing I'm the paperwork. I'm sick of it already. Yeah. It's crazy. يعني. Whereas you can just do it, do all of this in a week. يعني. I see people online who, or, or, uh, like in the UK or US, who have access to Shopify and like the native uh, solutions they offer. يعني. In the UK... Uh, or in the US, you can just use Shopify Pay and just put in your pers- personal bank account and then they'll just send you whatever money you're making. Mm. If you cross a certain uh, amount, yeah, yeah, yeah. you'll have to do the tax stuff if you're still on a personal account. But uh, it's so easy and you can set up something in a day and start making money. And it's just 
hurdle after hurdle, man. And especially when it comes to the tax stuff and stuff like that with European countries, there's so many ways for, 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 I wouldn't, uh, for, uh, what's the right word? Uh, cov uh, overt or covert mm. yeah. methodologies. Whether you can you can move, for example, your expenses from one region to another, and then you can d you can move then your profits from one sector to another. You can do a lot of things to to I'm pay sure very yeah, to yeah, zero. I'm sure there is a bunch. Yani, but that's really not my concern. My concern is actually be able, yani, to be able to actually do it. Mm. You can't really do it. Yani, I can't fully blame how they've structured things here if the platform itself don't actually offer it in a region. But yani, there's there, there should be easier ways. But this is the kind of conversations I have with a lot of people, and and I say to them, listen, you know what 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 Bahrain is missing from a, from a larger scale, is is the service end of sides, mm. right? I mean, we're we're especially in this region, we're so heavily reliant on on Western services, be it payment portals, be it servers, be it whatever, mm. right? I mean, Russia woke up to this fact. And now they're they're saying, hey, you know what? Fuck Visa, fuck, fuck Mastercard. We're gonna bring out our own payment processor, right? Mm. China has already been doing this for for decades. Yeah, China's and been playing their own game for years. Mashallah with WeChat, TikTok. They are really, really yeah. at it with yeah. Alibaba as well. It's it's amazing what the, what they've been doing. Yeah, and that's just the, like the tip of the iceberg, man. They've been doing some crazy stuff. Well, you know what? I, I had this really interesting conversation with, with I guess this part we'll have to cut out anyways, um, with with uh, uh, people on the economic board here in Bahrain. Mm. And I said to them, listen, why this region, our own type of Twitter, our own type of Instagram, our own type of, of social media platform? Mm. And he aimed directly at Right, yeah, and yeah. and and you you the, the 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 same talks I keep having is you know we're losing our culture, we're losing our language. because we have to. Mm. And and they they said, well, شوف, إحنا خايفين, إحنا خايفين على what the people are going to يعني يقولون. أنا قلت لهم طيب ناس will say things anyways على Instagram وعلى Twitter وعلى شغال, and the secret police takes them وخلاص. يعني why are you worried about Having the it's platform gonna be here, said, it's gonna be said, yeah. exactly. Yes. So, so yani, at least have ownership over it, yeah. and you have control over it instead of being reliant on the on on from the U.S. sector. And they say, "Shof, we're just no one wants to make the step." <laughs> and that's why there's 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 these glaring opportunities in the market for a company yani, that does big things. That's strange to hear. Yani. That, that's, I mean, can you think of a different reason why Russia has their own social media platform, fucking China has their own social platform, India has their own social media platform, but we have what, M MSN? Uh, no, we not, MSN. Uh, yeah. But <laughs> even then, it wasn't... Yeah. Yeah. Or OSN now with the television, but most of their movies are, are American movies. Yeah, يعني, almost everything we consume is from outside. Eh? It's very little... That we actually produce. Well, this is one of the reasons I wanted to have you on the show because you're you're one of the few people here actively in Bahrain who are actually producing a product. I mean, sure, it's being imported from China, but what the fuck? Yani you're if still I here. If I can produce it here, I'll do it. Sure. But I can't right now. Who's gonna make it? Who has, <coughs> who has the expertise? Yani. For until I can, I'll just keep making however I can. Yani. If I can make it in Germany, I'll do it in Germany. But yani, it's being born out of Bahrain. Yani. I had this conversation. I'm not going to say the name for the, for the person because they asked me not to. Uh, she, she was telling me that 
that her company valuation went from 50 million to 10 million mm-hmm. when she publicly announced where she was where where it was registered in and it was Bahrain. So they had to change now their company registration to Belgium. So because the, the Man, can, you ima- crazy. can you can you imagine J- just because the problem is with the perception of the market where if you're producing a Bahrain product internally it has to be cheap it has to be bad it has to be inferior There's, yeah that's that's the kind of i wouldn't any i don't know if it's fair to call it like a stigma or a stereotype that just bah- producing bahrain marshall it's it's always considered like s- s- small game you know mm. no there are people doing some big stuff here just because you're familiar with tiny bahrain that everyone's just doing like small scale stuff and like everything is bad product cheap or bad cheap. Products eh? or, no, relax. It's, 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 you can do the, the most expensive of stuff, but unless you kind of get over that mental hump of yours, then you'll just be doing yourself a, a disservice, I suppose. You'll be missing out on so much. I, like I w- if anything, I think there's a surplus of quality in Bahrain in terms of creativity. It's, I'd, I'd rank it as one of the top, if not the second after Saudi. I would bet with you, Habibi, Khamsi. Saudi, mashallah, they're crazy. Since we started working in Riyadh, we've been meeting more and more and more and more creatives. It's been incredible. Uh, listen, MBS is, mashallah, he's diversifying the economy. He's concentrated on, on local industries. And it's, it's yeah. you can see the change. You can hey. see the change. Hey, the only reason I say Saudi Akhtar than Bahrain. It's just because of the sheer population. Mm. There's bound to be more creatives that doing bigger Absolutely. things than Bahrain. Absolutely. Absolutely. If Bahrain was this big, as big as Saudi, or oh, I can't say. We don't know. But just the only reason it takes number two instead of number one is just because of the sheer scale. Yeah, the numbers don't make sense. Yeah, I'm not going to have more creatives here doing bigger st- stuff than that kind of crazy amount of population. Well, well it's but you might actually. But, but this. Again, just from my experience, yeah, I've met a lot of Saudi creatives more than I have in Bahrain. But the ones that I have met in Bahrain, yeah, they make up for like three or four or five. Well, this is the interesting thing because when, when I had meetings with people, one of the things that we broach and talk, talk about is that, the, again, we probably have to cut anyways most of this out, is, is the amount of, of finance available in Saudi is enormous. Yes. No question yeah, about yeah, it, yeah. right? Yeah. But the benefit is that the finance constraint here in Bahrain is means that good ideas have more tight connections. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. Well, the thing is, what I like about, or I appreciate about what Bahrain does to you, you ha- you just work with what you have. Yeah, 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 yeah. It yeah. just, يعني, you just adapt. يعني, you just learn to work with what you have. You're like, okay, I have this, and I have this resource, uh, this resource at my disposal, and I have these tools. خلاص, I'm going to do whatever I can with these, and do as much as I can with it. And that kind of mentality, I feel like that's why it's like I hold it in such high regard. And that's what is disappointing when you hear people think so low of Bahrain's quality or output. <laughs> but it's, it's, a, it's a domestic issue, right? I mean, it needs to be re-education. And mm. if I can, I would, I'm happy to bet with you 500 BD, but if me and you take the exact same handbag and I say it's made from Paris and you say from Bahrain and we go to the city mall, I think we will see in the sales. We can see, yeah, no. <laughs> right? We'll see in the distribution immediately. Yeah. It's kind of a branding issue, huh? I, that's what I'm saying, right? Yeah. I mean, the, the, these these things can only be fixed with with uh, with 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 producing high end quality, really goods, 
and then using a lot of PR to really drive that home. You know, why is haute couture so famous? It's because mm. Paris makes sure That's to make it. That's where it was born, yeah. Exactly, yeah. they really push that dialogue. It's a Parisian thing. Exactly, and so, so Bahrain could do, I don't know, Bahrain couture, I guess. Imagine. Yeah, why not? That, that, yeah, why not? Why not? And I think that's the that would be the easiest way to to capture a larger market. I think so. Yeah, it's just more about yeah, like I don't like using the word exposure, but just like getting the idea out there or getting the word out more. So maybe just marketing it. Well, I mean, the U.S. is also very smart. Uh, what is it? Ten, eight out of ten biggest banks are, are headquartered in the U.S. Right. I mean, mm. so almost all the funding of the world goes there. If you talk to a VC in 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 the GCC region, they only talk about what companies: American companies, yeah. Netflix, Apple, right, right. Disney, Google. Yeah. So there's yani fi sabab. They've set a big precedent. Exactly. They've dominated. So it, it's hard to imagine something of such high stature and standard anywhere outside of where they are. So it's almost as if like all the 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 big the big players are in the same field. Best Your example, exactly, right? Yeah. Where did you, what did you just say? I, uh, it will make my life so much more easier once I register in the US or in the UK and have my, my payment systems a lot smoother for me. Yeah. Uh, it's just yani about streamlining. And if, if you made things you so easy to like streamline in a certain place, and then you can't really be confused if people kind of move towards that and then just kind of try to compete with whoever's there. Um, but do you think, I mean, you're not really competing in a, in a sense because there's what, seven billion, oh no, eight, eight or nine billion people on the planet. Uh, four billion people are online, two billion of them speak English. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. you're competing globally wherever you are. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And it's just a question of shipping cost, really. Yeah. In the world so of globalization. Who's going to take it to you? Who's going to take it there and for how much? Halas. And if Halas. they are actually going to take it. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 fascinating how 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 things are being restructured at the moment and and what's coming about. Would you do everything the same if you could go back ten years? I always ask my myself this, and it's a tricky question, honestly. I think so, yeah. Because because that's my reality. That's all I know. Hmm. And I, I don't know what would happen if I tried something else. Hmm. And at this point in time, and yeah, what I've done so far has been quite enjoyable. Yeah, and if I don't see a reason why to why try something different, if I were to go back, if anything, and if I were to go back, less anxiety. The, the, no, sorry. Less anxiety, definitely, because you already know the outcome. Yeah, because <laughs> I know the outcome. Yeah, I'll just do it all over again, but I'll just do it better. Yeah. Um, best. Yeah, I mean, there would be small and significant stuff like day-to-day -day stuff. Yeah, I mean, they wouldn't be like bigger picture kind of stuff, because at the end of the day, yeah, I mean, this this these series of choices what brought you to where you're at now and like built your character. Mm. So it's hard to kind of tell yourself, oh, I would have done things differently, but then you'd be a completely different person. So it's it's kind of like a paradoxical answer. Like, okay, I, I would, I would, maybe the answer would be to some people, I would have liked to do something differently and be okay with maybe completely being a different person. But no, I'm, I'm okay with with where I'm at, who, who I am and what I've done and who I know. So I think I'd do things, but maybe I'd do them better without as many of the, as the, 
unnecessary mistakes. Some mistakes were very necessary. Well, I mean, you know, you said it best. You worked on yourself. You mentioned a few, a few months ago, and clearly you can tell. You look very confident, very chill. Yeah. Mashallah alayk, kwais. It took a while. And he, after having uh, my son, I took kind of like the year to slow down, really think about what was bothering me. Because when, when he first came out, I mentioned earlier that I went through like a creative slump where I was kind of almost thrown in the deep in, end. In the deep end. And at the same time, I couldn't, I didn't have my outlet where I was creating. Like when I sat down to kind of create, I wasn't being creative. I wasn't, I felt like my mind was like, you know, um, when you open on, uh, open the TV up on, on like an un, un, unregistered or unmarked channel, it's just like fuzzy. It's just, you see something, but you just don't know what it is. And I didn't have that focus. I didn't have that kind of clarity I had before. So I just had to kind of slow down and really think about things and think about the time I wanted to spend and how I wanted to spend it. Because um, it almost was like a reaction, like, okay, I'm not being creative, so I must have to sit down even mm. more, spend more time trying to make. But then I was spending time away from, for example, spending time with them. I'm, I'm, I'm using, I'm saying this, but I was spending more time, it's just maybe an hour a day, but like it's not days on end. But even then an hour counts, you know? So um, after a while I said, okay, this, as long as you accept that this is going to take a while for you to kind of be as creatively optimized as you were before, you're gonna be fine. Yani, I may not be producing as much, but I'm still producing. I will be able to produce more later on. You just have to be fine with it. Take, what, take it day by day. What's your muse at this stage now? It's hard to tell, man. Yani, for me, I don't have just one thing. It's just mostly what I see or observe. Yani, on a, I guess my drive is the magic of the mundane. Yani, I like to observe day-to-day -day stuff that we just don't really think twice of and just kind of put a magnifying glass uh, towards and just kind of blow the image up in like whatever creative way I can think of. Um, that's how Karak was born. That's how Hamur were, uh, was born as well. They're kind of silly characters, but يعني, they play on culture, they play on nostalgia, but at the same time, you wouldn't really think of these things twice. It's like, okay, Anna, I drink Karak every day. Then why don't we just play with the idea of Karak? It's, it's just a fun exploration. For, يعني, that's why I like to call it the magic of the mundane. Yeah, there's magic in little things. Uh, and that's kind of what sparks these little ideas. And then I kind of incubate internally. And then I start to explore um, externally. Since you're a big fan of architecture and you like the mundane, I think I have the perfect book for you. I wish I could gift it to you, but I don't have it. And I don't think you can find it in Bahrain uh, because it's <laughs> probably it, out of print. What's it called? Uh, it's called uh, Holdouts Architecture. Holdouts. There, that's the book. There, 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 there. That, that's the book. The buildings that got in the way. Let's see if we can find some pictures of it. So it's a whole book of beautiful stories of people who hold out sales 
mm. for 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 new enterprises and new buildings to being built. Yeah, yeah, I love that. And and you I can, love those stories. You can can you look at some images on Google Images? The, uh, so, uh, I I think in so, in some places in Germany they call them nail houses. Yes. And you just have like a huge development and then just one house in the middle. The the, the picture right there. Because they stick out like a nail. Nail, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And it like most people just ignore the mundane because they just they don't really think about it. But there's a story behind that. I, absolutely. There's a fantastic book, and it talks about uh, Macy's, for example, that one, the NYC architecture holdout, Macy's, Danny? That one right there, uh, the one with the red one. This one is a really, really famous story, for example. It's a fantastic book, and yeah. it, it, it talks about all these, like, like uh, these, these unique little stories. Yeah, the people that refuse to get out of the way. Uh, uh, there's, there's, in the book, there's a famous story about normally with holdouts, as, as the seller, you have the right mm. to sell when you choose. Yeah. Except, with preface, when it's, when it's uh, governmental. When they're saying, well, listen, you know. You have no choice. You have no choice. Yeah. And there's a very famous story in the book where the, 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 the government got a write-off. They, they got a letter from the courts saying, Halas, your building mm. is demolished, goodbye. Yeah. Except they missed a three-meter piece of patch on the ground okay and the process of going through the lawyer system would just a headache, uh, just a headache and they begged and pleaded with the family and to they said those <laughs> <laughs> so there's a tiny little triangle <laughs> nice can you can you can you um look out the most famous holdouts in new york and i'll show you the, the triangle it's a fantastic book and it's it's just a coffee book yeah, yeah. It's just something you casually enjoy. Exactly, it's beautiful. It's a little triangle on the. There it is, the holdout, the ninety-nine. <laughs> just that. Wow, property of the Hess estate. Hess estate, which has never been uh, deducted for public purpose. Beautiful, isn't it? Just a little. <laughs> That's the it's quite powerful, man. They, they, it's, they, they did not give up. They stood, yeah. they stood there. Yeah. And, and they, they, they tried and they tried and they tried, but it just didn't happen. Hydwa, huh? Is it by the door? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> it's right there. Right by the door. As soon as you step in. NYU's smallest private property. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. I really wish if I, 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 I'll find I'll the book. I'll find the book. I'll find the book. I'll find the book, Habibi. Hadiya minni. I'll find the book and I'll try to get it for you. Can you close it, Danny? And there's a few other, there's a few other famous ones. That's that, that old, where is it? Where is it? No, 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 no. Um, that one there on the left. No, left. Left. That one. Oh, I love nice. that. Yeah, I love that. It's completely different than the other ones. I, I love it. That I, I love neocentric uh, Gothic design mm. as like a design language. It's just so beautiful. Yeah, they have they have a, a certain charm to them. Yeah, it, it it it's like a bygone era. You know what I mean? It it feels it gives you that kind of sense of mystery or wonder. Absolutely. You just can't relate, or you just. All that, that, that era is just filled with imagination. 
It also, like to me, that one screams a lot more home than the other two, left and right, which are also... Yeah, the, the other two, as, 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 as New York as it gets, but still feels a lot more standard or by the book. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whereas this feels like... But to be honest, being contrasted or like sandwiched in between these two buildings make it stand out a lot more. Yeah, absolutely. And raises a, a, a more interesting case as well. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, you you told me you're like, what kind of architecture products do you usually take on from the firm from Shepherd? Uh, it depends, honestly. Um, we've done we've done master plans. We've done a couple of like when we first started out, we've done a bunch of houses, and then after our first or second year, I think we said just no more houses, done. Boring or they're just too much. I'm uh, uh The time you'll spend working on it and trying to get things right. There's, there's just too much subjectivity, and everyone in the house has an opinion. Like you can't just deal with one person. If you deal with that one person, then suddenly they share it with their daughter or their son, their wife, or whoever. And then another opinion comes to the table, and then things have to change, and things drag on. And then what are you going to charge for like a concept like two thousand dinars for four months worth of dragging on? Interesting. It's that, not worth it. Interesting that you say that because I, I I know a guy here in Bahrain. He signs a retainer. With with whoever like like yeah. wants to wants to get his architecture, and uh, he he just has a retainer and he goes listen uh, we we do as many re we do re as many redesigns as you yeah. want but you're being billed by the hour you yeah, know yeah it, it, that's that's a very fair way to go about it and at the start we weren't really going about it uh, that way we're just trying to get as many projects as we can so we didn't want to kind of over over extend ourselves by saying we'll take we'll do as many for. Uh, a bunch of retainers and then just lose track, especially when we're just starting out. Mm. We, we don't want to do that to ourselves. And it's a good thing we didn't think of that, to be honest. We would have dug uh, a big hole for ourselves. But uh, we've done the, those kinds of things. We've done master plans. We've done um, uh, a couple of like multi-use developments as well. Um, most of them were like concepts for clients that they nev never really kind of pushed on to go ahead and build. Yeah, yeah. Um, but most of the stuff we end up do building are like pavilions and uh, smaller scale, I guess. Um, I wouldn't say architectural master plans. It's more of uh, events and like organizational master plans, like mm. making sure, like every year we work on Saudi Design Festival or uh, it used to be Saudi Design, Design Week. And we used to basically construct uh, or design or, and master plan how all of the things work together and like how the, all the sponsors would interact and everyone's space and allocations, that kind of thing. But in terms of like large scale um, master plans, nobody has gone through just yet. Um, uh, as well as working on like small boutique buildings uh, that we're kind of in the process of. Is so that more depends. interior design or more architecture? It's more architectural. Okay. We kind of offer the the material finishes uh, on a general sense, but like in t doing the interior in terms of decor and all of uh, the furniture, for example, we, we normally advise the clients like you, we don't do that as a service and it's best to have someone that you kind of are comfortable with or trust uh, to take on that kind of scope. And we're happy to kind of communicate with them and make sure that their vision aligns with whatever we want or whatever we've designed for you. And uh, at the same time, we're happy to cooperate if they have like um, some uh, questions or they'd like to know more about how we went about things to streamline their 
end of the, the s- project. Uh, we we uh, we that's we didn't have them on the show yet, but he's a personal friend of mine. Um, he is a auditor, but on builders. Mm. So he, he he him and his buddy started this business, and they're they're alhamdulillah being very successful at it mm. and if I, I, I never knew this industry existed um what they basically do is they're the touch point between the client and the builder and so whenever units are being ordered yeah they are <clears throat> or they, they are the they do the arbitrage they do the, uh, the the auditing on what the price of the market is and what the price the builder is charging okay interesting right and they're saving their clients you know sometimes 20 percent of, of of the total cost of yeah. course builders <laughs> they hate them you're taking away, you're taking away their margins exactly yeah exactly so 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 um they they're it's it's fascinating and i i talked to him a bunch about it and he says listen you know sometimes it's it's as severe where they charge for you know like let's say piping let's say per meter let's say hypothetically whatever it's a bd that the builders were charging sometimes up to 2.8 or something like that, mm-hmm. you know? And and so he was saving a lot of money for clients. He got into a lot of fights with the builders, obviously, because they have to touch point and be like, hey, you need to justify why you're ordering this material from X, yeah, Y, or Z exactly. person instead of what the market rate is, mm. you know? And, um, and and he advises clients, which I found was really interesting. He said, y- it's, it's best not to negotiate on price when 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 you're negotiating with a builder negotiation negotiation should be on on deadline with with punishment fee okay yeah meaning there's yeah. a deductible with every single day that the that the, exactly yeah. that, that it's not completed yet and it has to be completed yeah, on you'd, s- you'd let them do their thing but exactly the more, the more you kind of carry this on forward more than you should then we'll talk about it later. Exactly. Right? Yeah, no, it's happen. already. I mean, they they also they just got into the business of writing up contracts now from from a legal position as well. Okay. Um, because they want to branch out their consultancy from just uh, um, from just uh, doing auditing. Mm. And so they they I mean the punishment fees can can vary on on how you you structure it. Uh, some people put like one percent every week, that that it's that it's delayed. Mm. And that then takes from from the total amount which the builder then gets as a profit, right? Yeah. And so it and it's incentivizes the builder to, com- to do the job faster. faster as possible, right? And it, it's it's really interesting. And uh, the it, it it's especially with the clientele that he works. These are like larger like estates, you know, commercial properties and stuff like that. He was telling me that uh, uh, there's there's their company now also does independent auditing of the structural. Okay. So not only do they do the financial, not only do they want to do the legal, but they also have someone who's 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 a, a master engineer who comes there and then makes sure mm. that it's being serviced yeah. and put together correctly, like nice. like on a weekly basis. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's he's making good good money. Yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, he'd he'd be, he's basically be the the client's best friend. Exactly. At that point, <laughs> so. so, so having that kind of savings would definitely be, do good in terms of referral referrals. Like they'd refer them to other people who they'd know who are building or starting to build a project and just you don't get a lot of referrals from the from the from no, the, the builders, builders <laughs> they say like if, if they're on the project quit yeah, yeah. <laughs> go find something else yeah. yeah it's 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 fascinating it's fascinating yeah. well what what about you guys i mean you you've done architecture you want to do more commercial or you want to do more private property again well what's the dream it's hard to define, honestly. The dream is to just kind of 
work on our own projects like any of these crazy ideas we have um we just want to kind of execute on our own and just have our own kind of resource to do that uh and we've we've been doing that for quite some time but it just depends like so we have other bigger crazier ideas but we have also smaller crazier ideas so it really depends on the scale um do you think architecturally something like the frame could work in real maybe um, uh, who am i to say no i mean like, any, uh, i i say that because i could say yes but then I won't be able to justify it, and then I could say no, and I still won't be able to justify it. Well, I can justify it for you because I feel like the f the frame is is so perfectly Dubai, then sense. If when you talk about it in like in, in a practical sense, then yes, it's very Dubai. Yeah, one hundred percent. Like that's their bread and butter. They do things that just are just only out you there. would do there. Yeah, but in real, you could do it, but I don't. I don't imagine a, 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 a fond reaction would be had if it were to be. It didn't. Wouldn't have there. the same impact. Yeah, it wouldn't. I, I like the frame, for example. I cannot see it working in New York. I cannot. It it's it's it it, it goes completely against the design language of New York. Completely. I, I would doesn't go with Riav from from my my imagination of of, of how I see Riav. But and as well as the direction they're going as well. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, there's the frame, and then, Dan, can you look up the, there's another one where they wanted to put, like, an island around Burj Khalifa? A circle. A circle? Oh, this, yeah, yeah, I saw this. This is, again, very, very Dubai. It's kind of crazy, honestly. I, I, I like it. But yeah, like you said, it's very Dubai. Only they can do that and then like make it fit. Do you know what I mean? It's it, this 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 would not work anywhere else. I I feel. Mm. And y y I mean, you'd have to you'd have to really. I just want to see them build it. <sighs> I mean, it's 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 a problem though, because you are taking a lot of. What's the right word? You are taking a lot of potential view away right you know what i mean yeah because inside the circle the more you build inside of it the the less people will be able to see both from in out and out in mm. and vice versa you're 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 not going to be able to to see That's the outside true. also the other issue is it does break it does break Burj khalifa a bit yeah you know what i mean it, it it's I don't know why they decided to do it like that, but I don't know how else you would do new. it. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a step in a futuristic direction, obviously. Um, I don't hate it, although I don't like. Love I, it I don't completely love it. I am I'm, in, I'm intrigued by it. I love these kinds of designs, like this super slick, futuristic sci-fi kind of thing. It's fantastic. Although, how will it look in twenty years, though? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You you maybe maybe twenty years later, or maybe fifty or hundred years later, that design language isn't what the future is actually looking like. Mm. It maybe looks a lot more uh, straightforward and bland. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah. I, I mean, from what I read, it's meant to be a city within a city. 
It definitely has the scale of a city, honestly. So that's that's what I read on on the 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 architecture proposed yeah. the concept said that it'll have offices, apartments, garden. Yeah, it's uh, massive, man. Yeah. So I mean, it is a, uh, it's difficult. It's kind of dystopian as well, too. That's what I was thinking. And imagine having so much of your resources that you need on a day-to-day basis in one place, up in the sky, that you just don't need to leave anymore. Imagine you have you managed to get yourself a really good job there, and you have all the nice restaurants there, and you have a really nice apartment there, and you have a nice garden that you visit every now and then to get a brush of fresh air, uh, a breath of fresh air, but then. Why would I go down? Why it, would I bother going down? It's it's very bourgeoisie, no? It's kind of crazy, yeah. If you think about it, it is, it's, it is. It, the, the, I I remember seeing a movie about this before. Yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah, can't yeah, seem yeah. to remember yeah, what yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And people on the higher levels they kept fighting and they they didn't want to go down because the 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 people at the lower levels kind of resorted to savagery and started killing each other. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Which one? The platform. I know there's a bunch of movies very similar to what he's talking about. The concept, yeah, it's 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 been explored before, but I, I remember seeing the movie. It was crazy. No, no, no. I know what it, film it he's talking like about. It was like a building, and it and, was ta- and people were dressed up in tuxedos on the higher levels, and everyone was like super fancy. And and your 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 designation of what floor meant how important you were. Exactly. I remember yeah, the, the higher the higher floor you are, the the more uh, the more your uh, I guess. Just w- type in class system building movie. Let's see if that brings in the result. The pl- high rise, high rise, the high rise, rise yeah. So I remember the platform. It was insane. Just type in images. Just show the images. Yes, 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 yes. You're right. You're right. You're Crazy. right. And I had the guy who played Loki. I don't remember yep. his name. Yeah. Yeah, so it kind of gives me that energy. That vibe, I get you. But we'll see how it plays out. I get you, I get you. But again, like that kind of a project, I would only see working in Dubai. Yeah. I would not see that around Riyadh or New York. Yeah, it's it's the only place where you can treat it as a playground and it would fit. This, we had, I mean, Riyadh, they really you know, they prefer, they have very strong preferences when it comes down to these kinds of things. So you can't really pull that off. You can, but you're not going to get a good reaction out of it. Well, we had an architecture on the show once, and, and we talked about how there are very few cities left on the planet who are wholly unique mm. from a skyline perspective. And he brought up Hong Kong, because Hong Kong is one of the f- few cities in the world that, that built their buildings based on Tai Chi. Really? Yeah, type it in. Can you show us a, a Hong Kong? Uh, um, uh, is it Tai Chi? Whatever that energy system that they use. Buildings? Or Chi buildings? No, there's a specific term. I forgot what it's. Is it feng shui? Oh yeah, feng shui. That's that's. Is it the? It's like the balance of 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 like stuff. Of yeah. 
So because they're building philosophy, there you go. Hong Kong uses puts holes in them for feng shui. There you go. Ah, yeah. Because they believe that allows like energy to like maneuver. Through, yeah. And so you have these like really interesting, unique designed buildings. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Hong Kong is quite a unique skyline. Can you type in feng shui in Hong Kong and see what shows up for other buildings? Yeah, wow. Look at the first picture. Hmm. Constructionally, it's, it's quite impressive. We have the four seasons. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's maybe that's how that came about. That's how they started now with the feng shui. What do you think of the four seasons design? There's four seasons and then there's another one which is like almost like a rotating. The the Wyndham. Is it? Wyndham, yeah, the the hotel. Which it's one? one? Yeah, it's, it's like it's, a, yeah, it's it, like a spiral. Spiral. Which one do you like more between the two, design wise? The Four Seasons. The Four Seasons? It is yeah. a more interesting, eye-catchy design. Mostly because of how they've incorporated the whole thing when it comes down to even like the landscape and the entrance and all of that. The, the other one is just like, pop. There's, Dan, can you look it up? There's a, there's a spiral building, <laughs> I don't know where, that actually moves. Really? So the spiral, like... Each, each, e each floor. Slab, yeah, each floor would... I, I don't remember if they built it or was it just a design concept. That's interesting. Like you, you. I, I, I wouldn't know how. Maybe, maybe it was revealed conceptually. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, maybe it's the dynamic tower or something like that. Could be. Uncovering. Uh, AI construction, dynamic tower, proposed, yeah, for me to design by Dave. Yeah, this is gonna just show you Bahrain. Interesting, no? Yeah. Conceptually, it's pretty interesting, but once applied, if it works, then great. I don't see why it shouldn't. I mean, you'd be pissed off if your floor doesn't move, though. <laughs> what do you think uh, about... Maintenance would be an issue. Oh, boy. That you are correct. I think there, there's a picture of how they imagined how it would work. Yeah. Left, like left, left. shift a bit. Left. There you go. Mm -hmm. So you'd, it'd be like sections on a roller, like yeah. a lazy Susan. So, it's, so the core is what's driving everything. Yeah. It's it's a fascinating concept, Wallah. Mm -hmm. It's a fascinating concept. Yeah. Rotating tower development in Dubai. Yeah, I'm not surprised. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Have you put any bids for for larger end buildings or not really? No. It's not something we're looking to do just yet. Just yet, but do you want to do or? We've, we've, we have the idea that would be nice, although I guess maybe the right one hasn't just come. Yeah, no. We're not actively seeking, but if we do get the chance, we, we definitely are not shy on uh, joining and doing it. Mm -hmm. But um, at the moment, maybe, maybe not just yet. We're just focusing on 
what we're what we're working on at the moment as well as like getting the projects we're kind of experimenting on right now into a more developed stage mm. yeah. I mean, I, mean I, f I find it interesting I mean if, if I, you have the potentiality especially from an, from an architectural perspective of being able to place bids all around the world right I mean you're not just locked in for the GCC no yeah right and and the great thing about architecture is that you can reuse designs as well and bids that didn't collapse there yeah. <laughs> we try not to though like we, 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 we rarely do that and, and the only time we actually do reuse um, designs and we don't even use them in its entirety we just use like certain elements and languages um, only when it's for something that we've uh, worked on and then just nothing happened and it just stayed internal will we just kind of bring it into something else if it were appropriate mm. but we don't just take something that we've designed for someone else and then just do it again for someone else that's it's not how we operate if, if it hasn't seen the light of day and nobody knows about it then it's permissible to think about using it well i think it's permissible as long as it's even if, if you used it on a bid but it's not been successful I don't think yeah, there's... Maybe for pitching a couple of times for bids, yeah. I guess, yeah, you could try maybe just to kind of solidify a certain design language or an aesthetic. But uh, when it comes down to, like, client work, it's not, it's not nice... Appropriate. For, ...for them. Like, you want each one to be proud of what you've given them. Like, the last thing you want is to give someone else something that's quite similar to another person but, you've worked for. And how does the bidding process work? I mean, do, do, do you submit a design after they contacted you or... Or internally in the market, you hear rumors that X build thing is potentially happening, and then you contact them saying, "Hey, you know." Recently, what? we haven't been looking around and putting in proposals and doing so much as uh, pitching as we used to. We used to be um, quite proactive in trying to get as many projects as we can in the beginning, just trying to get our feet off the ground. But as time went on and we've built that kind of reputation, we've become a lot more selective um, and we just kind of take on projects that we feel are a lot more appropriate and are engaging or interesting to work on. Um, the client as well is also a huge part of it. If the client is uh, quite enthusiastic and is, we know that it's gonna be a good experience working with them, we then normally take on the project and see what they want and then that's where we kind of propose something to them based off the requirements and whatever design we kind of reach towards. But in terms of like looking around and like pitching, we stopped doing that quite a, quite a while ago. Okay. Because it just takes up too much time. Uh, the last thing you want to do is just pitch for like five different projects. And, and none of them come through or whatever. And you know that you could be doing other stuff in the meantime mm. that mm. could actually do uh, come to life, you know? And it's more financially feasible as well. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like the priority isn't just like jumping around. Well, uh, I agree with you. I mean, you yeah. you, you want to settle in as early as possible. Yeah. But let's t let's take a break. I'll have a cigarette, and then we have. To okay, خلاص خلاص. Yeah. All right, we are back. Okay, Habibi. Anything else you'd like to add? Anything else you want to bring up before we close the? Uh, the the podcast the show honestly not really any i i came here just for with the intent of having a a good conversation seeing where it goes and uh i hope we delivered 
Yeah, honestly, <laughs> it, it, it was it was a good time. Yeah, I enjoyed it. We touched on on some good topics. Um, the book recommendation was really interesting. Having the I'll give you, Habibi. على 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 not really that experience in doing podcasts and it felt was a, a interesting change of pace so um yeah no i have nothing to cover uh, to cover, cover? <laughs> well i guess that's yeah, the show then yeah so <laughs> until next time Absolutely. yeah yeah my pleasure